Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and helps us to maintain a more spiritual, positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. Help people in your life turn their thinking around to start thinking about their relationship with God, about their soul's salvation. Help them grow in their faith by sharing these studies with them every single day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. With your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can, you may help somebody turn their life around, come close to God. You might help somebody be saved and get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. Make that commitment. Start sharing today and every day with everyone you can. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study. We're going to be talking about God's love. Well, a lot of people, they like to think about God's love. They like to think about how God loves them and how God loves everybody and how they ought to love other people because of God's love. Well, some of that seems a little bit when you think about some of the people who utter those kinds of statements, some of those people seem a little bit shallow in their concept of their love for God and their love for other people. And they like to talk about God's love. It sounds good. It makes them feel warm and you know fuzzy and so on. But we want to go a little bit further than just talking about God's love. We want to talk about what God's love ought to do for us. And that is our response to God's love. God's love and our response. Our response. God has demonstrated his love for each one of us, for you, for me, through the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, that message is pivotal to our lives, to our eternal well-being. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Now, that, that last designation of identity for the Jew first and also for the Greek meant for everybody throughout all the world for all time, because Paul is writing from a Jewish mindset but also he's writing in a lot of cases to a whole lot of people who were Christians but came out of a Jewish background. And so from the Jewish mindset, there were only two classifications of people, basically, general classifications, that is. There were Jews, and then there were everybody else. <laughs> That's it, okay? Now, the, that everybody else group, they were referred to as Gentiles. When it came to Gentiles, as Jesus first came into this world, bringing the gospel message of salvation from the throne room in heaven, the Gentiles were almost exclusively non-believers in God. They worshiped idols. Now, it's really, I think, difficult for us to completely wrap our mind around that almost everybody in the world at that time were idol worshipers. They did not believe in God. In fact, in a whole lot of cases, maybe the vast majority of cases, 
they probably had never even heard of God. They worshiped statues and images and carvings and such. Called them gods, bowed down to them, knelt before them, prayed to them. They considered those images gods. Well, that is what is called idolatry in the scriptures. And God condemns that repeatedly from Old Testament through New Testament scriptures. Well, God has demonstrated his love for you through the message of the gospel. The apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power, that message is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For everybody, Jew first, also to the Greek or to the Gentile, for everybody. Now, God has sacrificed his son in a truly supreme act of love for you and for me and for everybody, and not just everybody who was alive in the day that Jesus went to that cross, but for everybody who had ever lived before that time, everybody who lived at that moment in time, and for everybody who would live until the day that Jesus would come back on that final day of judgment. So that includes you and me. God demonstrated his love in a supreme act in sending his son to that cross to die, to pay the price for the guilt of our sins as the perfect, ultimate, one-time-for-all-time sacrifice to pay that price. Now, God loves you that much. What's your response to God's love? Perhaps the most often quoted verse of Scripture in the entire Bible is John 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent his Son as your Savior. Have you thought about that? Have you made it personal? Now, we just a few moments ago talked about how Jesus went to the cross for all of humanity for all time, before he lived as in human form on this earth, while he was alive here as a man, and for everybody who would live after he ascended back to heaven, having risen from the, from the, from the grave. But now, make it personal. Have you tried to do that? Have you let that thought, that principle into your mind? Jesus died for you because God loves you so much. That's God's love. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, that if you would believe in him, and that belief includes obedience, then you should not perish but have everlasting life. Have you thought about it from that perspective? God loves you that much. Giving the life of his son on the cross, especially considered considering who his son is. Jesus was God the son and still is God the son. And that was an incomparable act of love for you. Now, in Romans chapter five, the apostle Paul goes into more detail, and he gets down, perhaps we might say, more to the nitty-gritty 
of why God did that for you. Paul wrote, For when we were still without strength, in due time, or at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. When we were still without strength, what does that mean? God did something for you out of love in sending his son to that cross to die for you because there was nothing you could do on your own in and of yourself to bring about your forgiveness of your sins. See, once you're a sinner, you need forgiveness from God through Jesus. And so when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Don't ever delude yourself into thinking that you were never ungodly. What did Paul say in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That includes you and me. So when we were without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But now here, listen to this next verse, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Still sinners. Well, again, outside of Christ, without Christ going to that cross, we're lost in our sin. We're still sinners. God loves us so much. He demonstrates his own love toward us so vividly, remarkably, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Again, because we could not have been anything along the lines of saved, forgiven, redeemed, without Christ dying for us. And so, when we were helpless, hopeless, on our own, God loves us so much that he sent his son to pay the price that we couldn't pay. Sent his son to be that perfect sacrifice for the guilt of our sins. In verse 9, he goes on and says, much more than having now been justified by his blood. See, graphic imagery. Jesus didn't die on that cross without suffering pain, torment, torture. It was a horrible execution. Now, having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For when we were enemies, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Enemies of God? Yeah, because of sin. Because Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2 says, your iniquities have separated you from your God. We cannot walk with God in righteousness and be living in sin at the same time. And so when we were sinners, 
enemies of God because of our sin, the death of Christ gave us the opportunity to be reconciled, brought back into a right relationship with God through Jesus. God loves you that much. What's your response to God's love? Think about that as we pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for loving us in such a way that your love sent your son to the cross to die because of our guilt of sin. Help us, guide us, Father, to respond in love for you, demonstrated through obedience to your teachings. We pray this, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.